And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems? I've got all kinds of legal answers, and I'd love to hear from you. I'm a lawyer. Pick up the phone and give me a call. It's 866-536-1000. Any kind of legal problems you got, I can help you solve them. Right? And I've got David Brown doing research. Two lawyers for the price of nothing. You can't beat that deal. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 866-536-1000. Come on, somebody's suing you, your neighbor makes you crazy, your husband left, he's got money for his new girlfriend but not for his kids, bankruptcy, the IRS is after you, you work for a doctor and the doctor caught you stealing the Delorted. We like those stories, 866 Five three six one thousand. What you saw in that boyfriend? You knew he does too much speed. He got arrested with methamphetamine in his car. He's going away for a long time. But you love him. I love him. Eight six six five three six one thousand. We want that story. George in Milpitas. Len Tillum, George. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hey, Len. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, anyway, I own this small apartment building, uh, and I have a couple who are complaining that the uh, tenant next door is making noise at all hours during the night. Uh, I've received uh, two-page letters from both of the tenants. So the one who's supposedly making the noise says, uh, you know, she's gone through some medical and personal problems. She's on medication. What, what kind of noise? What, what's, what do you mean uh, the noise? She likes to move stuff around, you know. In the middle of the night? Yeah, yeah, she can't sleep, and she also likes to talk out loud to herself. How old is this woman? I'd say she's probably in her 40s or so. And does she have a lease, or she's on month-to-month? She's on a lease, a yearly lease, which is due in July. Well, see, this tenant is a nuisance, and if she's... If I had... If I was a tenant in your building, and this woman next door was keeping me up all night, I'd get very grumpy after a while, you know, who... It's hard enough to fall asleep. Who likes to get woken up all the time? And you've got to talk to her and say to her, I have to evict you. If you don't stop moving furniture, if you make noise at night, I'm going to evict you. Because otherwise, here's what's going to happen. The tenant, if I was the tenant who, you know, that woman's annoying, I could sue you in small claims court for a nuisance. Mm. And maybe I wouldn't get a lot of money, but what a pain in the neck. You have to go to court and you don't need lawyers. So... All the tenants can get together, sue you in small claims court. You're not, see, and the reason they would sue you is because you're not doing anything to get rid of the noisy neighbor, and you have an obligation. When you rent a place out, you're saying, you know, even though it's not in the lease, I'm going to rent you a place where you can sleep at night. It's quiet, right? It's understood. That's the kind of place you're renting. Right, right. So... So can I give her, like, a warning and maybe... I would go talk to her. Here's what I would do. And a little public relations... The neighbor who's complaining, right? say, look, I understand. Don't argue with him. I understand, and I'm going to deal with it, and I'm going to give her a warning. And you should read your lease. Most right. residential lease forms, what you, you got a form from a stationery store, right, or something yeah, like that. Basically, yeah, it just says, you know, you're not supposed to annoy or disturb right. the tenants. That provision says the tenant has to be peaceful and quiet. Right. And if it isn't, I'm sure the lease gives you, the landlord, the ability to uh, terminate the lease, and you can send her a three-day notice. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have to might have a lawyer to evict her, or you, Nolo Press puts out a book on landlord rights. It's got all the forms in. But... um I would do that because you don't want to get sued by the other tenants. Right. But what about her, though? And I evict her, and then she says, well, I kicked her out because... No, no, you can't just... Th- let me explain. 
you can't just kick her out. You have to go to court, and the court will order her kicked out. And when you kick her out, when you start the court proceedings, that's where she'll bring up, oh, I take medication. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she takes medication is not a defense to, the, to, to what you're kicking her out for. There's no such thing as, oh, it's a pity you can't throw her out, and therefore you have to stick with her. And no rent control in Milpitas, right? Right. No, you go talk to her and you say, look, I'm going to give you a chance. People are complaining. I don't want to get sued. But you move furniture and you make noise at night. And either it stops immediately or you're going to get a three-day notice from me, and I'm going to sue and have you evicted, and then where are you going to go? Right? Be polite. Yeah. Be polite. Tell her what's going on. Right. Uh, you got that? Got it. Thanks, All right. Glenn. Maybe this woman's a little bit crazy, right? Yeah. Maybe you don't want to be in the apartment alone with her. Take somebody with you. Yeah. Otherwise, she could say, oh, George touched me here and here or something like that. You know? Right. right. Every guy's biggest fear, some crazy lady accuses him of something that didn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. protect yourself or talk to her in the hallway. Don't threaten her. Don't yell at her. Mm-hmm. Be calm. And, and say, this is what I'm going to do. And if you get a lawyer to do it, it'll cost you 1500 bucks. If right. you do it yourself, No Low Press has a good book, but you got to fill out all the forms and do it. you got to do it. You got it? Yeah. Right. Okay, thanks a lot. And let the tenants know what you're doing so that they know you're taking care of it. Right. Okay, there you go. Great. Okay, thank you. And I wasn't being a jerk when I said evict the guy, evict that woman. She's making everybody crazy. You! You would already be pounding on the floor in the middle of the night screaming at her. I know you. Robert in Vallejo. Len, tell him, Robert, how come you're calling a lawyer? I'm calling because I got a speeding ticket on 580. Yeah, what'd they say you were doing? I was doing 81. And what is 580 over there, 65? Yes. Near Livermore? What's that? Where uh, yeah. were you? I was, I, was near, I was leaving Livermore. Okay, and what time of day was this? Uh, it was about uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. So ten o- on a Saturday, Sunday, or a weekday? It was a weekday. It there's, was like a Wednesday, I think. Yeah, there's traffic on a, a, a 10 o'clock in the morning, and you were doing... Why are you doing 81 and the cop got it wrong? Well, I don't I don't know, because the speed speedometer in the vehicle doesn't work, but I was going with the flow of traffic, and, um, you know... I, I, there was a lot of traffic, and I think that he, when he stopped me, he said that, um, I said, you know, I didn't think I was doing 80. And he said to me, he said, well, you were going faster. He said it appeared you were going faster than the other people, so that's why I stopped you. All right, listen, Einstein over here, i got to ask you a very important question. Go ahead. Did you say to the cop, my speedometer's not working? I did. did. And he said, I don't care. Well, let me tell you something. You just screwed yourself, dummy. Because, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're calling me because you want to fight this in court, right? Yeah, but he- So wait, 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 wait. Look at me, but he, listen to me a second. Go ahead. This guy wants Robert Einstein. I call him Einstein because he's so dumb about this. You open your mouth, you say, oh, my speedometer's not working. So follow. Here's the next step. You're in court, and you're fighting the ticket, and you say, not guilty. You think the cop didn't write down speedometer's not working in his notes? He knows that. And right. So wait a minute. You're going to say, and you can't lie. You know what I mean? You don't want to lie in court. Oh, no. So you'll, the judge will say, how fast were you going, sir? They call you sir before they kick you in the ass. He says, how fast were you going, sir? And you'll say, your honor, I don't know. My speedometer wasn't working. And the cop, CHP? Hello? Yeah. CHP, right? Yeah. CHP, they wear their uniforms. They've been to the academy. They look 
great. They've been trained. He has testified in 400 of these cases. Cops stands up, you know. Everybody likes cops, especially after that lunatic in L.A., you know, killed a, a bunch of people. Right. We like the cops. Always like cops. And the cop stands up and says, I clocked him at 80, 81 miles per hour. And, and, and then, I can, then I can say, well, how can you be sure of that if you couldn't even get the time right? Because oh, he wrote down the wrong time on the ticket. You say that, and that everybody can. That's a mistake. You know, he can amend it. He says, "Oh, really? Here, I'll change it." That you, people think oh, so that if he wrote down the wrong color of the car or got the license plate a little bit wrong, who cares? I mean, oh, okay. come on. That you know, here's what you could do. It, it, well, I'm going to tell you what you could do if you really want to, but you, it wouldn't work anyway. You could right. order a copy of the road survey for the section of the freeway you were on. In other words, they do surveys, and the, the, the speed limit has to be checked with the survey. There's all this technical stuff. But you were still going over the maximum speed limit of 70 miles an hour. So right. if the road was designed, you see how the road's designed. If it was designed to sp- support traffic at 70, at 81, you're still sp- speeding. Right. Now, here's what I would recommend. When you get a letter in the mail, they're going to say you can take traffic school, but you've got to pay the ticket. I bet you the ticket's over 400 bucks, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. What kind of car are you driving with no speedometer? Uh, it's a pickup truck. How old? Truck. Um, it's like a 2000. Right. What do you do for a living? I drive. So 400, over 400 bucks is going to take a bite out of your rear end. It's a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. You got a commercial license or just a regular license? Just a regular license. Do the driver's school. It's the only way you're going to beat the ticket. Do not try and fight this one in court. It is a loser. I guarantee it. Traffic school, pay the 423 bucks. Take a traffic school that's easy to do, and and you're in business, okay? Okay. All right, there you go. Thank you very much. Yeah, so what did you learn from this? The first thing you should learn is don't open your mouth. You say to the cop, oh, my speedometer's not working. That's like saying I'm guilty, right? (sighs) You, you heard that. See, you learned something. Don't lie. But <laughs> I think, you know, you get the point. 866-536-1000. You have legal problems. I got all kinds of legal answers. I'd love to answer them. Call it in. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000. You got problems? I got all kinds of answers. I'm here till 4 o'clock. Mary in San Francisco. Len Tillum, Mary. Why are you calling a lawyer? I'll try and state this as calmly as I can. My son, who's a straight-A student, valedictorian, got accepted to the University of California. Which one? uh, I'd rather not say because it's a dangerous situation right now. Okay. He moved into a house. He he did a year in the dorms, no problem. They only allow you a year, then you have to move off campus. Moved into a house with six other students. One of the students' parents owns the house. Um, they were doing okay. Then tensions arose, uh, and and the the boy he was the guy he was rooming with, who lifts weights and takes steroids, kind of went off. And ever since then, it's been really bad, and they've kind of kind of ganged up, and 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 they're threatening him. And uh, they they made a mark on the wall, and he was upstairs, and he heard him say, "Let's just blame Anthony, and we'll take his security deposit." And then they're accusing him of all kinds of things. We wanted to get out of the lease. I said, "Where's the lease?" Wait. It's missing from his room. Listen to me, Mary. Yes. Okay, forget about lawyer stuff. We're going to talk about that in a second. What you're telling me, these kids are crazy, and it's a dangerous situation for your son. So right, I want wait, to let, me, let me finish. For his safety, you have to get him out of there. 
Okay. That, that's the first answer. He has to leave. Don't worry about getting sued or the lease or the security deposit because if he gets hit in the head by a steroid crazed lunatic with a weight or he gets knifed or beaten up, you want to go visit him in the hospital to break a lease? No. And, and you're panicked yourself. So, um, yeah. I, he's parked on the side of the road right now in his car. He called me. I'm not sure if he's going to kill himself or what, which is why I. Wait a minute. Your son is going to kill himself? He is so depressed. His grades are dropping. He can't. He lives with this every day, the mental He's got to. Can you afford to get him another place? Not really, but we, we, we'll do anything we can to do that. I oh, mean, okay. It's, so it's, so let, let me ask you a question, even though you're worried about it. Is he in Santa Barbara or L.A. or in Berkeley? Where is he? Close by or far away? Uh, in, the, in, in the Sacramento area. Okay. So you got to go visit him right away, and you live in okay. San Francisco. And if he has to move in with you for a few days and commute, or if you got to get him a Motel Six or whatever no, it's it is, actually further than that, he wouldn't be able to commute. But we could—I guess we could do the motel. I, I could, get him I could a place temporary, rent something. He can't go back there. Okay. You know, I mean, he fears for his safety, right? Now, now we're, we we have to pay like four hundred dollars a month. Stop uh, paying all the way up through September. No, no, so no. Can we, Listen, can to me. we try and talk to the mom and see if we can? Because this seems like an unsafe situation. I guess I wanted a reason to go to court to get out of the lease. Well, you can get okay. First of all, the landlord may sue you for breaking the lease. Did the landlord? Who? This is kind of just a technical thing. Did the landlord rent the room to your son, or did the landlord's son rent to everybody else? Who was in charge of getting your son in there? Uh, one of the, uh, the students in the house, it's their parents, and I think they all signed a lease uh, to rent half a room. Did you sign a lease, too? Did you co-sign? Uh, no, he signed it, all right, and so we pay for it. Okay, look, stop paying, and you'll call up the landlord and say, look, my son's not safe there. I want my security deposit back, or I'm going to sue you. Don't worry about the security deposit. Stop paying rent. You know, the landlord may stiff him on the deposit, but your son is in danger. You don't have to pay through November. They have to sue you for that. Right? Okay. And, and they're going to sue your son. He, what is he, 19 years old? Don't worry about it. Okay? All right. But the owner's son has been threatening, you know, and, and you tell the owner your son is berserk. He takes steroids. Get your yeah. son out of there. You know, and, and you may be able to sue the landlord for creating a nuisance. So stop okay. paying rent. How much of a security deposit do you have? $400? Yeah, something like that. Like first and last month, it is 400 a month, and okay. we're, 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 we have to do it until September. We're no, 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 no. We get Wait. no money from the government for help. And it's all coming out of our savings and, Take a break. and our retirement. Shh. Okay, okay. So I was kinda, I'm kind of desperate. I don't know if I can afford to get him somewhere. He's talking about dropping out of school. This is a straight-A valedictorian, and he says he can't handle the, the, the pressure being I, Okay, okay, l- okay, listen to me. Yes. Okay, let, let's just focus here. Stop worrying about being sued or, okay. or even the money right now. Okay. What you have to worry about is your son's emotional well-being. Okay. Okay? Emotional well-being and physical safety. So, so you have to... I go up and extract him and just move him the heck out? Extract him. And if you can okay. find another place, that's fine. If you can't, I don't know the answer right now, but look around. There must be something on Craigslist or maybe he can get out. It's okay. dangerous for him there, and he's really depressed. Now, is he overreacting? Did he, your son, have emotional problems before? Is he studying too much? Is something going on? No uh, emotional problems. No, he's nothing fine. A straight, always, he was valedictorian, right? Get him out of there. Then he'll snap back. He'll be fine. You might talk, get a little counseling at the school, see what the school housing has. Okay. And then 
we can help your son if he wants to sue the, the, the landlord and get some money back, but just get him out of there. Stop paying rent. Don't give them another penny. I'll help you with that. Thank you, sir. You're an Okay, angel. so you go help your son drive up there now, get him out of there. Take a, you got a pickup truck or something? Yes, I do. Take, are you married or single? I am married. Is it, you're living with his father, right? A wonderful man, yes. Mom and dad go up there this afternoon. Nothing is more important than your son in the pickup truck. Move his stuff out of there. I don't know where you're going to put it, but put it somewhere else. And don't leave his stuff there because those lunatics will wreck it. You follow me? I do, yes, Just sir. go up there and get it out. And don't tell, just go there and say we're taking the stuff out. You got it? Yes, sir. Okay. That's Thank answer. you so much. You're welcome. You take Thank care, man. Thank you for the service you do on the radio and for helping the people that you do. You're really I'm, a blessing. Thank so. you. Keep me informed. I'll help you some more. Get them out of there. Go talk to student housing. Figure out what the housing situation is. It's too dangerous to be there. He can't even sleep at night. No wonder he's flipping out. No, I will call him. He's in his car right now. And you I'll, tell, I'll him tell him you and Dad are coming up. Okay. You, you'll be there in two hours. We're moving you out. We'll figure it out after that, okay? Thank you so You know, much. today's Thursday. So. Yes. If you have to take him home and he misses Friday's classes, it's not the end of the world, and you'll figure it out over the weekend. Just get him out and get him safe, because those kids can get drunk on the weekend, and who knows what mayhem will happen. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Don't worry about the rent, okay? Okay. Good. Shane, what's your story? How come you're calling a lawyer from Mountain View, Shane? Hey, Lynn. Thanks for having me on your program today. Uh, So here's my story. I uh, was driving to school the other day, and I had gotten a, a... traffic violation, failure to yield, I, uh, no problem with that. The officer noticed that my driver's license and registration was out of state, and I told him that I'm going to Santa Clara University as an out-of-state student. I have one year left. Um, he said, okay, that's fine. You need to go get uh, register your vehicle and get a California driver's license. I said, okay, no problem. Now, Did he give you a ticket? Uh no, he didn't uh, give me a citation for the traffic violation. He gave me a citation for the registration and driver's license. Okay, that's like a fixes ticket then, right? Right. All right. He, he, and you want to know if you have to do this, right? What's the deal there, right? Exactly. Okay. The law calls it a domicile, where you live. So if you move to California, um, you're supposed to get and apply for California's driver's license and register your vehicle in California within 10 days. That's where you domicile, and here's the question. Do you really reside in California, or do you reside where? Where are you from, Colorado? Yeah, all my stuff's in Colorado. So do you reside in Colorado and just attend college here? So the question of domicile depends upon a lot of factors. How old are you? I'm 28. What did you do before you went to Santa Clara University? I uh, served for seven years in the military. Okay, somehow or other, and, and you sound like you know how to say yes, sir, no, sir, and you were in the military. you got to let the judge know that because, you know, it's give us this day our daily circus, put on a show. And, you know, I was somehow when you're talking to the judge, if you want to fight this, you got to say, you know, I'm a, an Army veteran, honorably discharged. I'm here on the GI Bill or whatever. If they still have the GI Bill, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm here on the GI Bill, sir. Judges like that. Some have been in the service themselves. And, and you let them know. And so... The question is, as to domicile, are you employed in California? No, I'm not. Where do you register to vote? Uh, Colorado. Okay. Do you get in-state tuition that's cheaper than tuition for students from other states? Uh, I do not. Uh, uh, No, I don't. And how often do you go to Colorado? Uh, Several times a year. Okay. 
So uh, let me say this again. I, I would Google. You, you can fight this. And by the way, you may get the ticket and you can say, um, does it, did you get a letter in the mail yet about answering this? Yeah. Does it I, say, I just got one about a week ago. Does it say you can do it by declaration? Yes, it does. I'll help you write the declaration. Okay. Awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're a veteran. You you serve where? In Iraq? Afghanistan? Yeah, I spent two years in Iraq. I'll do whatever you want. You did that for us. I want dinner, Len. I want dinner. Come to Sonoma. I'll buy you dinner, too, sir. (laughs) Wait wait a second. And and I'm volunteering because I'm the officer here. I'm like the captain. I volunteer. David. David's my lieutenant. And he writes, I'll have some. I'll delegate it. Just like your your colonel did. You know what I mean? Right? Delegate it down the line. All right. Here's the story. You got a pencil? Yeah, I do. 707-996-2460. You can send me a fax or you can mail it to us. And it's um, David. What is it? Uh, Dave Brown, D. Brown at lentillum.com. You got that? Here, you send, Listen to me. It's D. Brown. He writes all the stuff anyway. He's much smarter than I am. D. Brown, like letter D and then Brown, B-R-O-W-A at lentillum.com. You're going to, I'd like to see a copy of the ticket if you can fax it. But I want you to email just some stuff where you live, that you don't work here. We'll do a declaration for you. And, you know, put in some stuff about yourself, about being a veteran. The more stuff we can put in there, you know, you, what, what were you discharged as? Uh, uh, staff sergeant. Staff sergeant. You served seven or eight years in the military. Put all that stuff in. We'll load it up. We'll put in the declaration that, you know, you, you do you own a house in Colorado? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, but you vote there, you're not, and you pay out-of-state tuition on the GI Bill. We'll put all that stuff in there. We'll load it up, and I bet you you'll beat it, and you won't have to register your car in California. That's great, Len. I when, really appreciate it. When do you graduate? Uh, next year. Now, let me ask you a question. You've been living in Santa Clara. You've seen all our beautiful women. You may have even sampled the good dope we have here. I'm not asking you to confess or anything. Are you really going to go back to Colorado or you've decided I'm staying in California? I'm definitely going back to Colorado. All right. So, all right. Colorado's nice, too. And uh, they got nice women and everything else there, too, I'm sure. So um, if we can avoid having you register your car here, that's fine. We'll see what's going on. All right. Oh, by the way, marijuana is legal in Colorado. Maybe that's, maybe, I I forgot that, you know. All right. So, (laughs) anyway, you send that to me. You've got the the number. You've got to fax me or you can scan the ticket or somehow and the letter you got. And we've got to do this right away, sir. You got it? I got it. I'll send it in to Dalen. All right, David, wave your hand. You heard all that, right? David says yes, sir, too. He's very good that way. (laughs) Thank you, Shane. We'll take care of it, all right? When do they say, wait. When do they say you have to have the declaration in by? March 23rd. And today is the 14th. All right, you got to do it immediately. You get it all, you know what I mean? And we'll get it back to you. Send it out today. Too easy. Thank you very much. All right, and you're going to have to call me back and let me know what's happening, okay? I will. Anything for a serviceman. He served us. Thank God he's got the GI Bill. And, oh, let's say hello now to Dave. We got Dave. Hey, Dave in Daly City. Len, tell him, Dave. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hello, Dave? We, well, we, I thought we have Dave. We're going to uh, Dave, can you hear me? Well, um, David Brown, see what's going on with Dave. I can't hear him. I'll put him on hold. Dave in Daly City. Len, tell him, Dave. How come you're calling a lawyer? How you do, Glenn? I mean, Len. What's going on? Well, I had an operation to remove part of my esophagus. Why? It, because of a cancerous tumor. Okay. So that part of the esophagus was damaged. 
with by the tumor, right? Yes. And what happened during the surgery? For reasons they don't know, one of my vocal cords was paralyzed. While they were taking out the th tumor, right? Right. And, uh, and the tumor, uh, let me ask you this, this tumor, if they didn't take it out, it would have killed you, right? It was cancer. Um, apparently, they said the tumor was gone, but the surgeon insisted. I got a second opinion from another uh, friend of mine, and she said, yes, it's normal to go in even after the tumor is gone. Wait a minute. How'd they get rid of the tumor? With chemotherapy. Oh, okay. And, and, and then they still want to take certain things out. If that's, I don't know what, but it, it seems like that is a normal thing that doctors do. It wasn't unusual to do that, right? Apparently so. And what happened was... When they cut out part of your esophagus, they also damaged a vocal cord. Is that right? It, it's one of the vocal cords is paralyzed, so apparently the nerve was... Uh, right. Uh, yeah. You know, when they do surgery, sometimes there were nerves all over. Uh -huh. I, I know sometimes when you get Novocaine, the dentist, it's rare, but it could happen. It could hit a nerve when they're just giving you Novocaine. Your gum could, could cause a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. When did this happen that you had the operation? On... Uh May 12th of 2011. I got to ask you something. Do you still smoke? Yes. You still smoke? I uh, know, Glenn. Len, it's really hard. All right, all right. I'm yeah. not going to go there, but all right. First of all, in terms of suing the doctor, it's too late to do anything in this point. I thought I had two years. No, there's a one year. For, for negligence, it's two years, but for medical malpractice, it's a one-year statute of limitations for medical malpractice, and it begins running... As soon as the malpractice is discovered, and that happened as soon as they figure out your vocal cord was somehow damaged in the surgery, it's almost two years since you had the surgery, right? Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, here's the other problem with your case. It's not enough when you have surgery that you got a problem healing up after the surgery. You got, and even if the surgeon made a mistake, that's not enough. You know, they cut the nerve by mistake. What you have to do is prove that the surgeon was incompetent or that he or she didn't act with the skill and care of a competent surgeon, and that's not easy. I mean, nerves can get cut. Even the best surgeon in the world, being super careful, could cut a nerve he can't see. And I don't know. They, they had to cut open your throat to save your life. Maybe the vocal cord was in the way. So it's too late. You're never going to get any money out of this to sue. And Dave, you've got to stop smoking. Start chewing that gum or get a patch but if you already had cancer once, smoking is going to give you cancer again. We know that for sure. I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, taking care of that. Um, so even if I did pursue this within the one year... Uh, it's gone. You have no case against the doctor. And even if you did within the year, if you had the surgery like three months ago and you came to call me, I'd still tell you it's a crappy case. It's a lousy case, Dave. It's not malpractice. I'll have to live with it, um, hopefully. When I, if, yeah, if you want to live a long time with it. Hey, if you want to live with it a long time, longer, stop smoking. You got it? Got it. Really? <sighs> I mean, you know, cancer. They remove part of his esophagus. He'd be one of those guys you always see the ads where after they take out their esophagus, they're smoking cigarettes through a hole in their throat. Something like that, right? Tough habit. Scott in San Jose. Len, tell him, Scott, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hello, Len. Um, I'm calling you because I got a felony drug conviction. What, what, what was the drug? Cocaine. How much cocaine did they bust you with? Uh, they said 3.5, but that included the... 3.5 grams or pounds? No, no, <laughs> grams. But it was less than that, though. 
And that was, uh, who'd you sell it to, a cop? Or was possession? No, it's just possession. Wait a minute, three grams of pot, of, excuse me, of Coke. Uh-huh. A gram of Coke is like the size of, you know, you get loose sugar in a packet in a restaurant. That's how much a gram is, right? As much sugar as that is. Yeah. A felony for three grams of Coke, they don't fool around. When was that? Um, oh, three. Okay, and what happened? Um, well, they arrested me, and then, uh, you know, uh, 24 hours later, they released me, and uh, I did the DJ, you know, whatever the courts told me to do, you know. Did you get what's called a deferred entry of judgment, where if you were a good boy and you didn't get in trouble, they'd dismiss it? Y- yes, exactly. You went to the drug courts and whatever they did, right? Yep. And they dismissed it? Uh, apparently so, yeah, but... Okay, you didn't do any time, you didn't pay any fines, you weren't, uh, it was over, right? So why are you calling me now? Well, because I, okay, I'm, I have a home, I'm, I'm renting it out, now I'm renting another house, and I'm looking for another rental property, a home, and I did some, you know, I asked somebody, you know, you know, to, if I can rent their house, and they did a background check, and they showed up, said, sell me conviction on it. Oh, no, that was a mistake. Because if you got a deferred entry of judgment, that means there should be no conviction on your record at all as long as you did everything you were supposed to do, right? Yeah. So here's what you got to do. You got to check it out. Um, you got a pencil? Yes. You have to go to the local live scan office. Two words, L-I-V-E-S-C-N. Live scan office. Google them. It's got to be in San Jose, too. And get your fingerprints taken. And go and apply for a copy of your criminal record. The live scan people have the form. Um, And if you Google live scan, L-I-V-E-S-C-A-N, you're going to get a link to all of their locations. And they want this, your fingerprints, um, because they want to prevent people other than you from getting access to criminal records, your criminal records that the California Department of Justice have. Okay? Let's say your criminal history shows this conviction. You have to contact the attorney general to try to get rid of it um, okay. or get the conviction expunged. You didn't serve any time in state prison. You don't need a pardon. Um, you could do it in the superior court where you were convicted to drop your conviction to a misdemeanor and erase it from your record. Um, look, if your conviction's expunged, it's still going to come up on a background report um, that might be done by hospitals if you want to work where you have access to narcotics or um, home health care providers in Napa County. The government will know about it. But for renting, it shouldn't be there. So listen to me. I know I gave you a lot of information. You just do the live scan and get access to your criminal records at the California Department of Justice. You'll get those. That's easy to do. And then if it shows a conviction, you call me back and I'll help you again, okay? Okay. But you got to do that first. Do it right away. Don't wait. All right. All right. Good. Good. Thank, right, you. thank you. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. You know, three grams of cocaine. This is not, you know, a big dope dealer or something here. Three grams of cocaine. Somebody could do that on a weekend if they really want to get messed up. And uh, it shouldn't be a felony conviction on your record. They should let you go for something like that. If, if you're a good boy and you pee in a bottle and it comes out clean, stuff like that. Stick around. I'm going to say hello to Gil Gross. Good show today. Some great calls. Come back tomorrow. There'll be more. Len Tillum, News Talk 910.